time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Good day, good morning, Hornets fans. Sometimes basketball is very easy. Last night was one of those nights for the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Doug Branson. Welcome in David Walker. David, that was quite a game, quite a performance that the Hornets put on last night. Yeah, that's why they call it the beautiful game sometimes because <laughs> last night was fun to watch, Doug. How was how was it from your vantage point? Well, listen, the atmosphere was amazing. The, the house was packed, and there were a lot of kids, so there was a lot of excitement, and it felt like a playoff atmosphere. I've only been mm-hmm. to a few NBA playoff games, and um, producer Katie has been to zero NBA playoff right. games, and so I, I turned to her at one point in the game, and I said – it's this, but just a little more, just a little more excited, just a little more noise. And so Hornets fans that, that did attend the game got a little taste of what it might be like if the Hornets managed to make the playoffs. That's cool. That reminds me. Uh, so Leonardo DiCaprio won his Oscar the other night. Did you see what he said to like the lady that was engraving the Oscars? I did not. So he's standing there and, you know, they're, they engrave him, I guess, right after the show. And he's like, so you do this every year? She's like, yep. He's like, huh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Classic Leo. Well, yeah, Before I mean, he went to the party. Leo being Leo. Well, <laughs> well let's, uh, let's get to this game. Uh, the, the Hornets win a big. It, it, the scoreboard kind of reminded me of the Space Jam going back to 90s night. Kind of reminded me of Space Jam. It's like it, this isn't even close. Uh, and it was like that for the whole game. The Hornets shot 48% from the field, 48% from beyond the arc, 13 of 27, and then 85% uh, free throw shooting. And, you know, the the Phoenix Suns did not play terrible offensively, but they could not get a stop against the Hornets. Tyson Chandler and Alex Lynn, who are just getting used to playing beside one another, uh, they aren't used to it, and, and it showed there was a lot of miscommunication underneath, and the Hornets were at- able to attack the basket. And also, David, I thought uh, the Hornets pressured Devin Booker and made sure that Mm -hmm. that guy did not kill them again from beyond the arc like he did in the first matchup. And they made, they pressured Alex Len as well, who's young, who's starting, who has a lot of attention on him and made him work for every one of his passes. And they forced 11 turnovers and scored quite a few points on those turnovers. What did you see in this game? It's interesting. They're going back to that two kind of twin towers mode, right? I mean, with Chandler and the young guy, Lynn. I mean, in Lynn's case, I totally get it. Do you think it's odd, though, that they're – I mean, I guess you have to trust something I'm not against. It's just that, you know, it seems like basketball is moving the opposite way from having the two twin towers. Um, and I could see Chandler out there getting particularly frustrated, uh, especially late when, when those guys were still in the game. And, hey, some of that was probably Tyler Hansbrough because that's kind of what he does. <laughs> but – uh but it's just interesting to see them go that that route. I mean, from the Hornets side, that, that's exactly what you wanted to see was a complete bounce back game. It's a little, little bit what we talked about before the game that concerned you in Atlanta, but I was going to be okay if they came out and did what they needed to do, take care of business and just, you know, step on the throats of the Suns. And that's what they did. So I think from that standpoint, you have to feel really good. Yeah, it was a great bounce back victory after that tough loss in Atlanta. And they do travel to Philly tomorrow or tonight but they come back for seven games at home. So it was nice to sort of remind yourself that 
You play well. Yeah, you can do it. You can play well at home, and hopefully you can string several victories together. Uh, I have a couple of questions from this game. First of all, it was a bounce-back game for uh, Nick Batum and Al Jefferson. Nick was 15-9-4, 6-10 from the floor, and uh, Al Jefferson 8-15. After struggling, he missed his first three shots. This is kind of a trend for Al. He struggles, uh, but then when he has a good game, he's able to bounce back. Uh, he went uh, 19.7 rebounds. It's clear, David, that Al Jefferson is trying to get back into shape, but mm-hmm. he was giving maximum effort out there. I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due, right? I mean, he looks like he's trying very hard to to stay active, even though I, I think his body is limiting him a little bit to what he can do. Yeah, and he mentioned it a little bit, just the knees, and, you know, there's some mileage there, obviously. But I think you're right. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism or, um, you know, fingers pointed out, especially since he's returned, that it's not going well. It's not looking good. No one wants to see him out there. And um, I think it's good to see. I think, you know, what we've said all along is they're going to need all hands on deck for this playoff run and to get a playoff win. And that, to me, includes Spencer Hawes and Al Jefferson. Now, it'll be up to Steve Clifford on how he plays those guys in the minutes he doles out. But, I don't think having either one of those guys back is necessarily a bad thing. Not that anyone is saying that, but I think a good Al Jefferson uh, is still going to help you on some nights. And for this team, that's a good thing because if you can still throw it down into the post, and it may not be there every night, and you know you really didn't need all all of it last night. It's a shame you couldn't have had some in the in the tank for Atlanta, but um, I still think it can be useful. It's, you know, even if it's just the rest of the season. What do you think about that? Because there's definitely uh, two different sides to, to Al Jefferson right now. Yeah, I think that if he can get back into shape and and play mm-hmm. a similar type of de- – because I went back and, and watched a couple of the matchups last night that he had early on in the season, and he certainly looked trimmer. He certainly looked like he was moving around a little bit better. So if, if he yeah. can somehow get back there, then I think he has – he can develop a role on this team. Is it a starting role? Probably not with how well – Cody Zeller is running the floor and the impact that he makes on the defensive end. But, I mean, you'll take 8 of 15 from the floor, 19.7 rebounds from your sixth man. I mean, that's a that's a oh, pretty yeah. well, that's a pretty great asset to have off of the bench. Oh, oh, absolutely. And don't you think the Hornets have to try to get there, try to help him get there? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I think no. Yeah. I, and I don't I don't think they're not. I think that's that has to be a goal right. because, you know, you you need as many weapons as you can get. When you get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. it's it's a whole different ball game. You need bodies, and you need guys who can get on the floor and make an impact. Al Jefferson can be one of those guys, and and last night at least started to make me think that he could get there again. And he he's running the floor. He had two dunks. Oh my god! I mean, he's doing things that signal to me, hey, I want to get back. I know I'm not in shape right now, but I'm trying. I'm moving. I'm going to get there. Hey, you you talked about. Uh, Coach Clifford trying to get guys minutes. He mentioned one guy in particular uh, post game last night, still trying to get Troy Daniels minutes. Is there a better shooter in the NBA who can't get minutes than Troy Daniels? I mean, we I think we are both in agreement. We completely understand why Troy can't get minutes on this team, but yeah. he comes in off the bench, cold as ice, and he's done this several times throughout the season. He went two of four from beyond the arc, put up six quick points. This is crazy. I mean, Troy Daniels is the Hornets' secret weapon. 
and that can win you a playoff game, right? We've seen it a couple of times. And he won a playoff game for the Rockets with, you know, a shot early on in his career. So I think that's the big reason you want to get him minutes. It is tough to find those in the regular season. So it's, it's nice to see Clipper get him in there. And I know he does, but you look at the way he comes off some of those screens and the confidence with which he shoots the ball. And it looks like it's going in almost every time. He is, uh, you're right, it is a bit of a secret weapon, even though he's been around the block a little bit in the NBA and still a young guy, though. But it's nice, sure, it's nice to see him out there. It's nice to know that you can go that deep, right? I mean, because they, they've got yeah. three point weapons, obviously. So it's nice to know that you can go all the way down. And, you know, those were uh, late minutes against in a blowout game, but we've seen it. I mean, you saw it in Sacramento that he's not afraid to play, uh, or he's not afraid to play in those big minutes. So, they have that confidence in him, and hey, he's definitely got that confidence in himself, which is huge. When you talk about the playoffs, it's an extremely great asset to have when you can get a guy who can not, he doesn't have to warm the engines. He, he can just mm-hmm. come off the bench and start knocking down shots, and I'm prepared to make a bold statement. I would not be surprised at all, especially after hearing Clifford's comments last night that he's trying to find this guy minutes post-All-Star break. That that Troy Daniels doesn't play a sneaky role in in a playoff game or maybe multiple oh, playoff yeah. games because he is mm-hmm. he plays so well when he gets the opportunity and he's shown it over a full game and he's shown it in, in spot minutes as well. All right, let's move on to the Hornets' next game tonight. They travel to Philly. Uh, they travel, but this is the the only away game that they'll have for a while. They come back home after this game for a seven-game homestand. Uh, Clifford mentioned last night after the game that the Hornets do struggle a little bit when they go to Philly. Last season, yeah. uh, they they were beaten by Philly in Philadelphia after a big third quarter, and they barely won their last contest against the Sixers. Uh, and that was in Charlotte on a Gerald Henderson layup. Uh, Steve Clifford, friends with Sixers head coach Brett Brown. They're, they are fellow Manians, main Mainites. I, I think he right. I think he he coached under Brett Brown's dad. I believe uh, yes. early on in his career. I think so, and he has a lot of respect for Brett Brown, and and I'm sure those two just knowing each other. Not that there's any kind of rivalry, but I'm sure they bring their their a game as you would against anyone that you know or, or are close to. So again, the Hornets playing a a subpar team to, to be very nice to Philadelphia. Uh, but they'll need to to bring it fully. Uh, they they did score a win already against Philadelphia, one thirteen eighty eight back in November. Jefferson played thirty minutes in that game. He was eleven of nineteen for twenty six points. He scored fourteen of those points against Jaleel Okafor in the first quarter. What are you seeing in this game? Is this a is this a guaranteed win for the Hornets? Uh, I mean, it has to be. You, you have to be counting on it as a win. You can't go in playing like that, obviously, but. Uh, Al Jefferson mentioned this in the postgame. They're starting to beat the teams they should, win those games that they should. And this is obviously one of those. And I wonder, you know, given Al and the knees and the mileage, but also the need to, like you said, get him back into basketball shape, um, you know, how much we might see of him early on and maybe try and get a get out to a lead and get some rest. I mean, Clifford rested everybody uh, except Al. I mean, from a starter standpoint, he's not a starter, but you know, Kemba didn't even play in the fourth. And by the way, look at the line Kemba had last night. And like, we didn't even mention what, it. We just throw half, it. We just throw it away. Yeah, twenty six, yeah, six and two nine and a half quarters. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he's doing extraordinary things. It's I, I kind of 
we're getting a little bit of like Golden State Warriors light with that game last night where you, you, you have to really look and, and search to find something negative to talk about. And then you just completely throw away this amazing performance by one of your stars because you're seeing it night mm-hmm. after night after night. Yeah, amazing stuff. It's starting to be. It's starting to be. But but what do you do? You think you know you might try and get Al some early work there. I mean, especially against Okafor, you like that matchup for for Al Jefferson. I think so. Maybe even earlier because we've seen over the past mm-hmm. two games the rotation being you know starters with Cody Zeller and then Cody gets a rest around four minutes remaining in the first quarter. So maybe we see that back up just a few minutes to six. Or, mm-hmm. or even, you know, eight minutes to go. And, and that will all depend on uh, can Cody Zeller stay out of foul trouble. He had four fouls last night against Phoenix, so that's still a remaining issue with Cody Zeller's game. Hey, by the way, Cody Zeller's only in his third season. Can we just say that? I mean, let's talk about the growth of, of one uh, Kodadiah Zeller. <laughs> Kodis. So he's, <laughs> what, like 20, 20 – 24 or something yeah something i don't know it doesn't matter he's he's he is growing before our very eyes and and it's it's definitely fun to see but there are still uh you know that is still an issue the foul trouble so we'll see Mm -hmm. and i and i think yeah i think this is a good matchup for al jefferson he has to play well this is this is a team traditionally that he plays well against and yeah i'm i'm excited for this game I, i think that the hornets have a very good chance of, of coming away with the victory. Yeah, ideally you played that first quarter like you did last night, get out to a nice big lead because they had the rest in the fourth. You'd have to be able to do that even traveling on the road. I don't think the crowd will be a, a big problem for the Hornets tonight. So, again, continue to see this trend of doing what they should do. That's a sign that this team's growing and ready to, to go into the playoffs. All right, that'll do it for us Hornets fans. Make sure to go to HiveTalkLive.com right now and check out our latest episode. We did a deep, deep dive into the March and April schedule, win projections, and we talked about key matchups to uh, get the Hornets not only to the playoffs, but possibly home court advantage. The Hornets still sit in sixth place. The Bulls lost last night, so they got a little bit of distance from the Bulls who now fall out of the playoffs and the Hawks. It took overtime, but the Golden State Warriors put away the no Hawks Steph. with no Steph. It was all it was the Draymond hey, Green show. But, hey, but Doug, yeah. do you, so do you, sorry. Do you no. think they're gonna? You think they're gonna do it? Seventy three. Absolutely. No, I, I have. I, I have zero. <laughs> I, I mean, after last night, yeah. You, after you do Saturday it, and last night. Well, and that's why the the Warriors are extremely dangerous, and that's an understatement because you you lose Steph, who's amazing. But then, then you've got to beat Draymond Green. I mean, they have the best uh, secondary boss fight in the NBA. And they're playing at home, and that's another weapon. I mean, I don't think they're going to lose. If they don't mini lose boss. at home, that would be another amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is the best. Uh, Draymond Green is the best mini boss in the NBA. Anyway, that was, that was a little uh, Hive O'Clock Alarm overtime. Go check out HiveTalkLive.com. Follow us on Twitter at HiveTalkLive. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, Hornets fans. Until then, all hail the teal and purple.
takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17